Hello, all you positive heads out there. Thanks for tuning your beautiful brainwaves into another episode of the Positive Head Podcast, which I'm excited to say we are now airing five days a week. Once a week, you can still hear an interview with a different consciousness changemaker that is out there working tirelessly to help catalyze change and expand awareness across Spaceship Earth. But now, also, in addition to the weekly interview, on the other four weekdays, you can tune in to myself and my co-host, Dalian, giving interpretations of our favorite thought-provoking quotes, sharing a bit of inspiring or mysterious news, taking questions from the audience, and digging into any other mind-expansive topics we deem worthy of discussion. All right, all you positive heads, welcome to another episode of the Positive Head Podcast. I am your host, Brandon Beecham. I have my co-host, Dalian here with me. Hello, Dalian. Hi there. How are you doing uh, this fine uh, Friday morning, Brandon? Well, um, I can say that I am alive and well and breathing, so it's a good day. Well, here we are living the dream, living the dream, which we're about to discuss a little bit because it is really a living dream. This so, this reality. It seems like we that seems to be kind of a hot topic on our show. <laughs> <laughs> for good reason because it is a dream row 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 your boat we should play that as the uh outro song sometime soon actually <laughs> we need to find a good rendition yeah and then maybe make our own rendition there sometime ah but um yeah it's just um there's just so many ways to look at that whole uh life is nothing but a you know awesome crazy fun dream because it is really in just in Many, many ways in any way you can imagine, virtually. Yeah, and we talk about that sort of thing a lot, uh, of course, on the show. And one of the things that I wanted to do, I I believe, today with your story kind of leads us down a road of getting into a little bit of the science behind that. Without getting too heady on you guys, uh, I figured we would discuss a little bit more and hear some scientific perspective. But before we jump into that, I'm getting ahead of myself. I would like to read an email that we received from a listener because it was just really pleasant and as you guys know we love getting positive feedback hint hint so drop us an email just to say hi we love hearing from you guys or a question Uh, i didn't get too many questions this week so i'd I'd like to a lot of contact but not not as many questions as i'd like so please uh, send us a question uh that we can address on the show because that is a great great way to interact and uh you know try and stump us why don't you (laughs) So, in the meantime, I would like to read an email that I received from, and gosh, I always get these names that uh, makes me look like I am so uncultured, <laughs> but it's Nam Jati Kar, and I'm sorry if I mispronounced that. I'm sure it can't be perfect, but you get the idea. And she wrote, I would like to send a message of gratitude for your podcast. I was introduced to Positive Head recently during the first professional reincarnator interview with Savan Bomar. Uh, I also follow his Astral Quest podcast. So to hear him on Positive Head and then continue to listen to both uh, to archived and present podcast has been quite uh, synchronistical for me. My children ages 6, 9, and 11, and I listen to your podcast as they get ready for school in the morning and as we drive around town daily. Your message is much needed as we continue to lift the veil of illusion and raise our vibrational frequencies. It is also important for you to know that your message is being well-received and helps us, among other actions, to see, to set the tone of each day. Keep doing what you're doing. We're here with you. All is self. And I just wanted to read that because it, it made me so excited to think about her 
playing, you know, our podcast with her young children. Can you imagine if this information was being inundated into your brain when you were six years old or nine years old or 11 years old? What what you'll be able to do with your reality, you know, for a lot of us as listeners or as adults that find this information, it's, it's a process of deprogramming. And what's happening with this younger generation is a lot of them are being raised, you know, with the help of amazing mothers uh, like Nam here to realize and integrate this stuff right from the very beginning. And so I just wanted to uh, give her a big uh, shout out on the show as well done. What a great example you are to the rest of us, you know, by doing that. It is awesome. And once again, a little humbling to hear that this person has chosen to share our little nuggets of wisdom, whatever wisdom we have to share with y'all uh, with her children and that she's uh, decided to, you know, kind of very openly say, hey, uh, to my little ones, this is m- much what I believe uh you know, what these guys are saying, it's on the same wavelength. And I think that you should really hear it too. Because uh, like I said, it's uh, an enlightened parent who I would uh, consider, um, you know, a a parent who is helping their children learn how to think as opposed to what to think. You know, they're not trying to fill their head with so much, um, you know, story, story that's not going to serve them in life, but, you know. Empowering them. Exactly. Making them aware. And setting the tone for the day, like, she said it's so wise because when you're aware, as you can tell that she is, the tone, your vibration is so important. So when you're starting your day, if you can start setting that tone, whether it's through meditation, whether it's through yoga, whether it's through listening to something like the Positive Head podcast or listening to some one of the other great podcasts or all the teachers that are out there, you know, there's so much great information thanks to the internet these days. So if you are using this as a tool to set vibration and tone, because as soon as you're tuning into it, you're tuning into a certain frequency, a certain vibration, and you can feel the difference that you feel maybe at the beginning of, uh, you know, a podcast or a video that you watched or, you know, some of these uh, are reading a book even, you know, it's all vibration. It's just different ways of ingesting vibration. And as far as kids go, you know, what is so encouraging to me, people talk, you hear a lot of doom and gloom about the future and what's to come of this planet and how can we pull out of it and you know it's too late for us and all this sort of stuff and you what i would say is when you start looking at some of these children that are incarnating in you know our 3d reality here they're they're not you know many of them are so wise they're so you know i can think of friends small children Uh, i can think of even my own child who's a teenager now and, you know, where he's at mentally compared to where I was at at his age. And it's not just his logical understanding. It's the core of his being. How much, you know, how much karma or how much work did the, the souls uh, come to the show with, so to speak? And a lot of these young children now, you can just see they're just like these enlightened beings that, and we've talked a little bit about this before, they're here to do work. So, and to help to, to transition the planet to this uh, next stage of our evolution. And that is inc- should be so encouraging to people who have kind of leaned towards that doom and gloom kind of perspective. Think about it like this, you know, millions of light beings who are very advanced spiritually. Yeah, they're maybe two years they've been in this dimension, but as far as their experience uh, and where they're at in their own spiritual evolution, which is a much bigger story, much bigger than just this life, they're, they're very advanced. They're very far down the road. So they're here to help 
you know, in one generation, we can change everything with the right mentality. And you can really see there's such, I, I saw something uh, daily and just uh, maybe a couple of days ago. And it said for the first time, there's more, uh, we just crossed the the threshold in, for voters. Of, there's more millennial voters than there are baby boomer voters. And the perspective difference, and, and no offense to any baby boomers out there, because there's some amazing baby boomers and, you know, doing some amazing work. But as a whole, you know, the baby boomers, are, of course, they're, they came before and they're part of uh, sort of um, – Overall, there's a there's a lot of that old energy in there, and the, this younger energy that's even that's coming in now, these really little ones. It's like you can just look at them and speak to them. And you know, I remember when my son was like three, four years old, people would talk to him, and be like, "Oh my gosh, wh- where did this kid come from? Wh- how is this stuff coming out of his mouth?" And it's you know, as I would put it, he's, it's because he's. He is an advanced being on some level. Sure, he has work to do. Uh, I think anyone who's here has some level, but I think a lot of beings are coming into this dimension with very little work and more as a kind of a cleanup crew and, okay, let's help them make the transition. Uh, and, <laughs> and so uh, hearing things like Nam's story really just, I mean, they're just getting everything that they need to have the most empowered, uh, you know, successful, happy life. Yeah, it's um, it's definitely very encouraging uh, in fact, it's very exciting for me to look at um, look upon the younger generations and, like you said, the potential they have and the radically new, inspired ways in which they're looking at the world. Where in yeah. many case, many cases, they um, just kind of take for granted things that we've had to fight for in the generations past. But they take it for granted that something should be like that. There, there should be, for example, equality or um, access to education. That we should all you know, maximize our potential as human beings. It seems like the newer generations are all about, um, you know, taking our potential as a race upon this planet to the furthest reaches. They're just pushing the envelope. Alien, I just realized I got the chills as we're, you're talking because, you know, of course, guys, as you know, the regular t- regularly tune in, we're always talking about the synchronicities and, and we're having more and more of these synchronicities every every day and how I'm just letting we're letting them unfold naturally with what video pops up versus what, you know, positive pondering breakdown, maybe Anna wrote or Ponzi wrote or Sue Krebs wrote that cool perfectly match what youtube served up and versus what story maybe you chose as a you know a mysterious story of the day well today what just happened what what song did we randomly choose i didn't even plan on talking about kids in this so much i was going to read someone and i'd chosen nom you know uh but I, I honestly had not even really thought about talking for even 60 seconds about children right and here we naturally let that happen and we do that a lot with this podcast we let it kind of naturally unfold well what song did i just choose prior to this conversation to play at the outro today well the song is called kids it's called kids it's uh-huh. a remake of the mgmt song kids uh by emancipator and uh it's a remix uh it's kind of kids uh mashed with truman sleeps by philip glass but it just hit me as you're sitting here and we're having this conversation we kind of took this conversation you know following the energy and just took it down this road and it, you know for those of you that are listening that do have that you know fearful you know doom and gloom think about this the kids that are coming in they're here to and they they they're bringing a different energy they're bringing a different their souls a lot of times are in a different place and then you have mothers like this that are helping 
to just steer them so perfectly and gently. Um, but yeah, anyway, sorry, I had to throw that out there. There's our synchronicity on the spot for today. Mm-hmm. I, it, it, I literally <laughs> got chills head to toe when I just realized the song that it, we had chosen and you know naturally went into this conversation. So, right. um, but since we did get on this conversation and not planning to talk about it as long as we have, we've got other things we want to cover. So let's get to that. You have a story for us, don't you, Dan? Dillian? Yes, this would be our mysterious story of the day. Mysterious uh, story of the day. (laughs) I uh, started reading this article, Brandon, and um, I actually realized there was a connection as well. I wouldn't call this necessarily a synchronicity, but a definite link to a story that I talked about uh, earlier this week. The one about multiverses. Okay. Uh, This is an article from truththeory.com regarding biocentrism. Biocentrism is an exciting new theory, and it's actually the title of a book by uh, scientist Robert Lanza. It's called Biocentrism, How Life and Consciousness Are the Keys to Understanding the Nature of the Universe. And uh, let me just try and encapsulate here. Basically, they get into a bit of quantum physics as well, which is I found fascinating. I'm reading the article, and they talk about the multiverse theory. And, you know, they cite the whole... um, study of cosmic background radiation thing that i touched about Mm -hmm. on that so there's a link to that to that whole field of research right cool but what this is saying is essentially what we here believe and you know we may conceptualize it differently but this guy is a you know very respected scientist that's trying to put it forth as a you know legitimate theory and it's essentially that consciousness is the underlying reality that Mm -hmm. uh life is sort of the base um you know level of existence that creates everything out of itself right so the universe was created by life not the other way around Mm -hmm. so to speak so this also fits in with you know what you've alluded to your uh interview with dr alexander um consciousness which hasn't come out yet by the way (laughs) yes but (laughs) you've uh, been listening to it editing it and it is great i cannot wait to release it but go right ahead (laughs) no it's that's the thing that's awesome man is that like ultimately really what this is getting to brandon this whole article and it's fascinating but it's getting to it's linking all these things that we've been touching upon Mm -hmm. it's linking the multiverse theory it's linking the you know nature of consciousness as the underlying reality it's linking holographic theory and it just links all these things into a whole that basically just makes sense yeah I watched a bit of this guy giving a talk, Dr. Lanza, and he uh, basically says, if we put consciousness as the underlying basis for, for everything, the, it, it helps us solve so many mysteries that otherwise can be explained yeah. that it just makes too much sense. Yeah. So I can read you real quick here from the article, uh, just a select paragraph. Lanza believes that multiple universes can exist simultaneously. These universes contain multiple ways for possible scenarios to occur. Not such a far-fetched theory, right? In one universe, the body can be dead, and in another, it continues to exist, absorbing consciousness, which migrated into this universe. And of course, one of the, you know the reason why wow. I couldn't stop making that connection to your uh, Dr. Alexander interview mm-hmm. is that um, you know Dr. Lanza is basically trading up on that same ground. He's saying that his theory says that there is no death. That consciousness always exists, and then when your physical body dies, you go to an alternate universe where you continue to live on. Right, right. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, it's, uh, 
it definitely sounds like someone we need to get on the show for an interview. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so, Dr. Lanza, if you're out there, I'm coming for you. <laughs> yeah, we're putting out our psychic feelers to reach out to you. <laughs> exactly. Can you feel the the spooky action at a distance connection? <laughs> oh, and, wow, uh, that was awesome. <laughs> speaking of that, so what we'll do uh, to kind of continue this theme of uh, talking a little bit more and getting some perspectives on the scientific uh, work that's being done linking all of this information that we constantly share. And, you know, for those people, I always think of those people out there, show me the science, you know? And uh, so there is a, a, an investigative journalist named Lynn McTaggart. Uh, she wrote a great book uh, called The Field. And in The Field, it's basically, uh, they refer to it as a, a new paradigm that the human mind and body are not separate from the environment, but a packet of pulsating power constantly interacting with this vast energy sea. And that consciousness may be central in shaping our world. Uh, and so it talks about, you know, scientific, it's kind of like a scientific detective story, great book. And uh, I would uh, definitely recommend it. And so what I want to do is play um just a few minutes of uh, Lynn discussing the the kind of the physics and the science behind some of it. And it's, it doesn't get too heady or anything like that. But, um, you know, and, and here's a quote I've actually got from her. There is no me and not me duality to our bodies in relation to the universe, but one underlying energy field. And that's really what the book is about. So let's take a listen for a few minutes to Lynn McTaggart. So, of course, the $64,000 question is, first off, how did you translate what the uh, egghead quantum physics said? You, you're, you're, you're on a bus somewhere and someone says, so, so Lynn, I mean, can a quantum physics, I mean, what, what's that mean to me? How, how do you answer what that means to them? Well, what it means to them is, first of all, um, we're all connected. I mean, I think the most fundamental thing is we're all connected by an energy field. We swim in a sea of light, basically, which is the zero-point field. And I say, first of all, you have to get to you get away from the whole idea of separateness because separateness is the biggest problem of the world now. I mean, separateness causes all the wars in the world. It causes the mine is bigger than yours mentality. I have to have more. I don't have enough. Um, I have to grab this for myself type of idea. So you have to rethink your life in terms of being part of a, a bigger whole. Um, and secondly, you have to also understand that um, your intention is going to affect your world and that what you think, your thoughts, your very thoughts affect everything that's going on in your, in your life. And so you have to think wisely. Why does quantum physics say that? And give, give me a like, well, quantum physics says that because... Okay, there's two really important elements here. There's the, the Copenhagen interpretation basically means that um, reality is unset jello. That's the way I like to put it. There's, there's this just big indeterminate sledge out there that's, that's, that's uh, um, our potential life. And, there's, uh, and that we, by our very act of involvement, our act of noticing, our observation, we get that jello to set. So we're intrinsic to the whole process of reality. Um, our involvement creates that reality. Now, the second thing that's really important is the whole idea of non-locality, the idea of action at a distance, which is, uh, you know, I call it till death do us part. Um, and it means if you've got um, 
two th- electrons and you move one to Tokyo and one to, to San Francisco, um, they both know about each other through time and space. Um, and if one breaks his leg, if he's skiing in, in uh, Vail, the other one breaks his leg too, even if he's sipping a latte in, in Colorado. So there's this constant action and we're finding non-locality everywhere, in our bodies, in space, from stars, um, in regions of the zero-point field, everything is connected. And so we have this, this involvement in everything. We are our world. There's no out there, out there. We are, we are, there's no place where we end and everything else begins. We're all connected. And we also have this involvement in creating our reality. So when you say that we're all connected and the, the, you know we don't really end, we're all what? What is the scientific basis for that? You know, specifically, what? What? Because that sounds like you know a mystic uh, from the you know the enlightened spheres of the Brahma Loka speaking. I mean, but now you're <clears throat> saying it in scientific. What's the scientific? Okay, uh, this is going to take behind? a long time to try to answer. Um, there are, first of all, there's, there's demonstrations from the work of Fritz Albert Pop that we are beings of light, that we are sending out and receiving small photons, you know, part of photons, small particles of light. We're sending and receiving photons all the time. Those are small particles of light. And that we're beaming all the time. New research is demonstrating that this is coming out of our very DNA, that this is controlling all the processes of the, of the body. But it's also sending and receiving outside of ourselves. Um, we also know that our communication between ourselves is occurs in frequencies. Um, this is other work that that French scientists did, demonstrating that our cells talk to each other not simply through chemicals, but in a lower nether region through frequency. Um, we also know that there is this ground state energy called the zero point field, which is. Many scientists believe, uh, now people have lots of different names for it, the vacuum, the strict constructionists call it the vacuum, the loose constructionists call it the zero-point field, and I like the zero-point field because it speaks to us. It's a good metaphor, and it's an easier one to, to digest, I think, than many of the other kinds of metaphors for this lower ground state energy. But it's a very important aspect of energy because uh, governments like, you know, Organizations like NASA, British Aerospace, are all trying to tap into this incredible, unimaginably large energy sea. And they feel if they can tap this, we can travel to different galaxies. So they understand that in empty space, there is this unbelievable uh, energy. But we are doing a little energy dance all the time, not only with the photons that we're sending and receiving, but we, you know... Our bodies are made up of the same stuff as everything else, as this chair, as, as the tables, as everything that we look at. We're all, we all derive down to a, to a set of subatomic particles. And particles aren't just little billiard balls that swirl around a nuclei like we're taught in physics. They're little packets of vibrating energy and they're constantly passing energy back and forth uh, like a little medicine ball. So what's going on is a little tango between our electrons and the electrons of the zero point field all the time. So we're sending and receiving, we're getting information back and forth. And remember waves are units of information. They're constantly 
when they interfere, they're constantly absorbing more information. Many scientists have come up with information like with magnetic magnetic resonance imaging demonstrating that these waves have actual they're little holograms of information that can be regenerated um, that create that have a history of information about the structures they come from so we're talking about a sea of of not only unfathomably large energy but a memory bank of everything that ever was just out there in empty space The first question, um, if you, some sort of fairly uh, concise thing about the, the question about, okay, you said we're all connected, but how does that change my experience when I go into a grocery store? I mean, how does that, how does that worm its way in so it's something more than just an intellectual concept? I think, first of all, it's studying um, what other living things do and understanding that you're part of this giant ecosystem. So maybe there's some timings that are good times to do things and bad times to do things. Um, we know now we're affected by the planets. Uh, we watch animals and animals are hugely affected in their intention and their pre and their ESP abilities by certain things. I mean, pigeons can't navigate their way home when in, there's a geomagnetic storm. So maybe we look at ourselves as part of a larger thing. Um, we also look at other cultures where you realize that there is this reciprocity thing. I mean, when we go into a grocery store, you try to get one over on someone. If they, if they make a mistake on the price... You laugh about it, and you just you 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 basically take the thing without paying what you're supposed to pay for it. Well, maybe you look at things in a larger way of saying, "Well, no, the universe has a as a reciprocity here." Um, in other cultures, if you paid too much or too little for something, the seller would give you something more. If you paid too much, they'd give you another thing as well. If you paid too little, they might cut a piece of it off because they believe that there's this sense of, of equality there. Yeah, that was great. And I found that particular clip, uh, Lynn McTab McTaggart on quantum physics, one of two on the YouTube page, DO5E. So uh, if you guys want to go check, there's a part two to that as well. But uh, yeah, I mean, the, the stuff that she's touching on, it, it, it's, you know, we're all connected. We're swimming in a sea of life. And, it, you know, she, of course, refers to the zero point field uh, where so, you know, this unlimited energy exists. And, you know, I, I love how also, of course, she talking about uh, <laughs> spooky action at a distance. She talks about, you know, non-locality. So uh, electrons, for those of you who you know, maybe you've heard about this. It's fascinating. You know, if you have these two particles that are, uh, inner, you know, uh, quantum entanglement, you do one to one and it can be, you know, across the galaxy and the same thing happens to that other one. And that is incredible. And when you start thinking about your connection to other people and then why you, you know, mothers can feel when something's happened to their child. And when you can, you, you, you have, you know, it start explaining like the psychic phenomenon and all those things It all starts, making so much sense uh you know when you start understanding how this stuff is working at the the quantum level and um 
you know, Joe talks, of course, about separateness being the big problem. And we're, we're intrinsic to the whole process of reality. Consciousness is intrinsic. So it's touching on what, you know, Dr. Lanza, I'm sure, goes into great detail on. So I, I love just, once again, just injecting some of the science into it. And there's so much more, and we'll probably go further down this rabbit hole uh, on, in other shows. But I don't want to get, uh, I don't want to get too, too much into it in one episode for, for you know purpose of brevity. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I could mention a couple of things real quick, Brian. I think that it's awesome to have a scientific basis for understanding these things for anyone out there who has a strong need to have that um, because they fear that, um, you know, the whole, of course, um, component of superstition that comes with religion, unfortunately can, you know, cloud our understanding. The, the whole idea of science is that it creates this very objective framework where one can, you know, convey information to another with ideally minimal distortion, right? Because we're all imperfect filters, but science is supposed to be, you know, trying to tap into the, you know, true order of things uh, in a way. So like, for example, mathematics, such, such a scientific thing, it's all about, you know, numbers, a very kind of cut and dry thing. So it's important to have the cut and dry thing, I think, the the scientific, you know, nuts and bolts kind of understanding of everything. But ultimately, the whole thing is very subjective. So there's an objective component to it, I think. Yeah. But it's understanding um, how it all is really sort of a collective waking dream that we're having that has a, a very, you know, rational and logical side to it but also cannot be separated from ourselves. So it has a completely subjective side to it that, yep. um, you know, when it comes to your life as concerned, is all about you. Right, right. So so it's it's really important, I think, to, to try and marry those two understandings. I think that's the, th- the thing that we're seeing emerge more is a more sort of integrated understanding of all this. Yeah, one of my favorite books of all time, Conversations with God, talks about a divine dichotomy, two apparently contradictory things that both hold true from the ultimate perspective, like you and I are separate and you and I are one. Both of those things are true. You right. guys are listening to me as a separate uh, emanation of consciousness through this podcast, but from another set of, from another lens, I, you're actually listening to self, talking to self. <laughs> so both are true depending on what perspective you're looking from. I don't know if you've ever seen, there's a great uh, meme that's been going around where it shows this shape. Uh, it's kind of like a tubular shape. And then it shows uh, light being cast onto it from two different angles. So on one right. backdrop, uh, you know, it's, an, it's like sitting floating in a corner from one backdrop. It looks like a square on the wall from another. It is, uh, looks like a, a circle, Right. Uh, or tube. So it's like both of these perspectives are real. Both are right. It's just how you're looking at it. So uh, in, in one sense, they're completely contradictory, but yet both simultaneously the same. Yeah, that's the thing that's awesome is how science is helping us really understand how that's all put together so that, yeah. you know, it doesn't sound, of course, you know, like you said, I thought that it, there was pretty funny, but the whole spooky action at a distance, I think that was one of the the names that initially we gave to this you know, mm-hmm. what is, uh, you know, the entang- entangled behavior of electrons that violates everything we thought we knew about how right. matter was supposed to behave. They, we thought they were separate yeah. up until we started realizing that they are not. <laughs> exactly. So eventually it's not going to be spooky at all, but just, you know, rather something that right. uh, we take for granted, really. So. Well, that gets us down to it for today's episode. And we're going to leave you with Emancipator. 
I love Emancipator and this remix, this very synchronistical remix that I randomly, I randomly chose once again. And then we randomly got into, not fully randomly, you know, I, I plan to read her email, but I didn't really plan to talk so much about the kids aspect of it. And, no. and as far yeah. as this kids song, that was just a, a random Emancipator track that I'd heard m- months ago that as I was scrolling through the SoundCloud page, I was like, oh yeah, that's good. Let's play that one. So here's some synchronicity. We'll leave you with Emancipator's remix of Kids by MGMT. And it's uh, a mashup also with, uh, I believe it's from the movie uh, Truman. Um, the Philip, Truman Show? Yeah, Truman Show. Um, and it's called Truman Sleeps by Philip Glass. So uh, awesome, awesome remix. Otherwise... If you have enjoyed this positive download from our hearts and minds to yours, please take a minute, give us a rating or review on iTunes, since iTunes is the holy grail of all things podcasting. Uh, Your good reviews help us to reach more listeners. Also, we would be extremely appreciative if you would tell your friends and family about the show. Our sincere intent with the Positive Head podcast is to spread positivity to the world because, well, because we're selfish, quite honestly. Uh, I say that jokingly, but really only halfway joking. I'm referring to the good kind of selfish based on the knowing that we all get what we give in this life because when we give, we're actually always giving to extensions of self since we're all really one in the same consciousness, just in different bodies. So if you want to be a good selfish along with us by helping to spread the positivity, by all means, please proceed to shout about the Positive Head podcast from your rooftop. (laughs) Otherwise, As you continue on your fabulous journey in this 3D reality, be sure to remember this. As long as you ain't dead, you're already positive ahead. Journey well, everyone, and thank you for being.
Oh, oh, oh.